Before we get into this week's episode of the UNI podcast, we think it's important to address what's happening in Nigeria. The Special Anti-Robbery Squad, SARS, was put in place to protect civilians from armed robbers. Instead, they extort, harass, attack, and kill innocent youth. What can you do? You can use your voice on social media to inform the world about what's happening in Nigeria. Thank you for tuning into the UNI podcast. On this week's episode, we have an interview with Courtney Williams, LMFT. She was born and raised in Flint, Michigan, and she was lucky to have an amazing group of friends that assisted her in creating her own path. Her experiences, mentioned in this week's episode, fueled her desire to study psychology, leaving her to complete her undergraduate studies at Eastern Michigan University. Through her experiences in undergrad, she was able to complete her first piece of research that was published in the McNair Scholars Research Journal and presented at local and national conferences. She has since started a YouTube channel and Facebook page on managing mental health, as she believes every individual can benefit from quality information without a price tag attached. In addition to this, she has recently started a consulting company focusing on building self-efficacy while prioritizing mental health needs. Here's our conversation with Courtney. The UNI podcast promotes love, happiness, and abundance. Through storytelling and sisterhood, they encourage self-love, a balanced worth ethic, and a healthy life. This is Ozzy and Caro. And thank you so much for listening to the UNI podcast. I want to quickly pivot a little bit to talk about CBT. You said how CBT is more so of talking about your past experiences and how, I don't know how you said it completely, but I understand what you mean and hopefully other people do. Um, But I want to quickly talk about how, maybe how your family dynamics in the past or things like that, or just any dynamics that you've had affect you in the future, if that makes sense. There's a lot of talk about how the way... I don't know, the the relationship your parents had is kind of what is normal to you and kind of is likely to happen when you're older. And I just wanted to know your thoughts or what you have in general about that. Yeah. um, hmm. That, that That one's layered for me. Okay. So the first thing that comes to my mind is this idea of kind of generational trauma so a lot of times we repeat patterns we are raised in a particular way and a lot of times the way that we are raised was the way that our parents were raised and their parents were raised and and so and so and so on I will speak I will only speak for me I will only speak for me but because I come from an African-American background my family history is heavily steeped in slavery so there's this idea of survival when it came to my ancestors' upbringing, and that was brought in to my upbringing. And what I mean by that is, for me, I I grew up in a culture, a family culture. That culture was the people that were in my home, my immediate family. So with that, my family was raised old school, right? You get 
whoopings when you don't listen. Children, you really need to be seen, not heard. Do not talk back. You know, there is a time Same. and a place. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Boy, you're speaking to my You're speaking to my right childhood, now. too. <laughs> Ew. You know, it's just... Oh, my gosh. To it, the point where I just text my dad, yes, sir, no, sir. Oh, yeah. See, mine's not that level. See, okay, yeah. I have, yeah. I guess there's levels to this. It, it abs- Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that because that's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. So with my father's side, it was very much that, um, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, always. Like, I would go to school and see my teachers and be like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And they'd be like, yo, uh-uh, don't call me ma'am. Don't be doing that. But for me, it's yes. in- it's ingrained. Even now, I will do it. Now, mom, she wasn't necessarily like that because she didn't she didn't really like the the sir ma'am thing. I think for her it was a little bit too uh it was a little bit too triggering, you know, as a person of color continuing to say yes ma'am, no ma'am, you know, for her it was more that. But for me it was a combination of all of it. So if you're somebody that's being rude to me, or you don't seem like a safe person, I ain't, I'm not going to show you that level of respect. However, if you seem like just, you know, you're your average person, you're, you're whatever, right? Neither good nor bad. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and extend that level of respect. Right? If I were going to take that sort of farther, if I'm working in therapy with somebody that... They have that. They have that that cruelness. I'm still gonna say yes, ma'am, no, sir, because I'm there for a purpose. You know, it's not about me in that moment. But that's a different type of conversation. Because of the way that I was raised, I I wasn't able to necessarily just express myself freely, because it was well. I mean, if do you need to wear that outside? Like, can you wear that at home? Um well, do you really need to talk about that outside of the house? You know, can you just, I mean, that's not really appropriate to do. And that's, I feel like me wanting to wear overalls or something. Like, I'm not, I was, wasn't trying to do anything risque, right? But either way, it was, no, just stay under the radar. Just mind your P's and Q's, do what you need to do, and go home safely. So I get it. However, I was stifled in, in particular ways because of that. And I carry that today. So, as I said, you know, I I am married and I'm very lucky to share my life with my wife. However, when we go outside, you know, and I'm in an unfamiliar area, I won't hold her hand. You know, even if she's, like, reaching for me, I'll be like, no, let's, let's just hold off real quick because I go right back to my training. You don't know who's out here. You don't know what's safe. You need to, you need to go home safely, right? So that's how that training stays with me today. Now, that being said, here's this piece, okay? When you turn 18, at that point, it is your responsibility to take inventory. And what I mean by that is everyone comes from a family of origin, Everybody comes from a background where their family did things in a particular way, said that things needed to be done in a particular way, all of that. And you have no control over that when you're a minor. 
Right? You have to do what they tell you to do, period, full stop. You with me so far? Oh, yes, I am, without a doubt. So we have no choice in that. But when we become a, – I'm going to take off the 18 part. Let me take that off. I'm going to say more adult, meaning that we have more freedom. We're not in our parents' homes. We're not dependent on our parents for everything because that gets a little bit tricky. But when you are out on your own, it is now your responsibility to take inventory of the rules that were given to you as a minor or the the values that your family had over the roles that were assigned to you in your family. It is your job to look over that and decide for yourself what made sense What rules, values, beliefs, guidelines do you agree with from what you were taught? And you keep on doing those in your own style. And the ones that you don't, the ones that were harmful to you, then it's also your responsibility to identify those and do something different. And before I know there's going to be listeners out there that's like, but it's not easy. I know someone's going to say it. It's hard. Yeah, you're right. And I'm sorry, I cut you off. Please, please. Oh no, I was just saying that's good. I was just, I was just, I was just basking in it. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sometimes I get on my, I'm like, but ah. I, I, as you can tell, it's something that I'm actually very passionate about. Because it, again, when you are able to recognize things that need to change. It's not easy, and I said that before. It's not. However, difficult doesn't equal impossible. So if it's important to you, then that means that you got to get some skin in the game. And there are going to be times when it's challenging to set up those boundaries with your family members. Because that's, I guess that that's actually maybe step two, three, maybe even four or five, depending on where you are in your own personal journey. But when you're an adult, can't keep blaming our our whatever on what happened in the past it happened regardless of if it was right wrong it different it happened so what is it that you are going to do today what are you going to do right now right that's really where the focus needs to be um and and you said something earlier regarding cbt so i do want to be very clear with it CBT is, is very much present focus. It's, it's the here and the now with the understanding that when you're going through these new experiences, you're, you're looking at it through your past. Okay. So, we, so recognizing so we, the past, I guess. Yes, okay. exactly. I got it. Perfect. I got it. Yes. Recognizing it and consciously Wait, doing okay. something different. I'm so sorry to cut you off. Cut me off. But I have a question that kind of like works in with that. Yes. So I wanted to know like what is your take on toxic traits because it's kind of like recognizing where you are now, like what parts of you right now is not really beneficial for you personally and your environment and the people that you do have in your circle. So what are your thoughts on toxic traits and how do you work with that? within like the CBT realm because I think in our last soul episode Ozzy and I we spoke on our toxic traits so I just want to know 
what is your take on toxic traits and kind of like how you can work on that personally well i guess before i answer that um can can you give me an example of what you mean by a toxic trait do you mean like something that you find to be toxic or things oh, no, that we other do. people have things told that you we do to be toxic no, oh, okay no, things Thank that you. we have kind of reflected on that we can see that maybe yeah. it's not working for us <laughs> Yeah, mine was love anger. It. Mine was my anger. Yeah. Oh, I yes. love her. Uzi's was her anger. Yeah. Yes. And mine was, I think mine was. Yours was um like, like I just I don't people, not cutting people off. Talk but, to people. Exactly. Communication. Like cutting people. It's out not really cutting people life. out though. Like, it's more so I, of dropping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll just give you a quick synopsis. So I live in a room. I had a roommate for about three years straight, mm-hmm. and there would be times where I would live in the same room with her. We'd let we'd eat, live there, and I just wouldn't talk to her for about like a week straight. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say good morning. Like I yeah. wouldn't say good morning. I just like nod my head, do what I have to do, and that's it. And Got my mom'd it. be like, "You live with her. You need to say hi." So that's kind of just my yeah. toxic trait, I guess. Thank you. So I guess that was that was my question. So let me take it just boop, 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 a baby step back. It's very common that sometimes people will come to me and say, hey, um, these are things that I want to work on because I'm being told that these are really bad things. Now, if 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 we have some big ticket items, yeah, we got we, we got to talk about it. If you're punching walls, we, we need to talk about that. If you're punching people, we need to talk about that. Right. Um, I have not gotten to that level yet. I have not gotten to the level. No, I'm like, I'm always like more extreme. I just wanted to check back in just to let Are you know. punching walls? That like, I have wait not a minute. That level. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. No, no, no. But for those more extreme cases, if something like that were happening, I'm like, okay, got it. If it was something like, well, I get annoyed and then, um, certain people I just don't want to talk to you anymore my first question is going to be do you have a problem with that if you don't have a problem with it then it's not a problem doesn't matter if I think it's a problem oh that is so beautiful that is so beautiful so that does make sense okay wonderful thank you I have a question though. Yes, have a question you're supporting about that. my claim because no, at the wait, end, wait, wait, Ozzy asked me. Ozzy asked me, "Oh, how like are you working back. to change your toxic traits?" I would trait. like to push back a little bit, please. Can I? Can I do that? <laughs> to push back? Okay, push what back. What if it yes, hurts yes, the people you, you love? So there we go. Thank you for that one. I like that. So again, it de- it depends on what's happening. But I guess let me let me come at it from from this angle. Let's say that there's somebody that. Um, they don't like talking about new relationships, like if they're getting into a new relationship, I guess you could say. So that person has decided to have emotional boundaries. That person has decided that I don't want to talk about any new relationship that I'm in until I am comfortable enough in it to divulge it to other people. So let's say that that person's best friend um, has an inkling that their bestie is dating somebody, but they're not telling them about it. So they keep asking, hey, are you dating someone? Are you dating someone? And the person's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. That best friend might start feeling a type of way. That best friend might start feeling like, well, why is it that you don't trust me enough with that information that you don't want to tell me that you're dating someone? Right. So that, that, that insecurity 
that is not the responsibility of the person that doesn't want to tell you that they're dating someone. It is your responsibility as the person that's feeling insecure to go to your friend and say, hey, it seems like something's happening and I'm fearful that maybe you don't trust me enough with certain information. That's the job of that person to communicate that fear, concern, insecurity, that issue. The responsibility is not on that person that doesn't want to talk about their relationship. Now, that person can then, after being approached, say, hey, it actually has nothing to do with you. It's just for me, I don't feel comfortable talking about something until I have more security in it. So it has nothing to do with you. I love you. I would tell you all these other things. It's just with this one, I won't until I'm ready. But it seems from there that communication is involved in that. Communication is to a degree. Okay. Yeah. Yes, of course. I feel like it's communication within the relationship, not about something outside. It's just about that. Yeah. That status of the relationship. So, and and I think that's what makes it a little difficult because I'm like, uh, it depends on the situation. Mm, It it depends on the situation. So let's say someone likes to make comments, like they, they make jokes or whatnot yet the jokes that they make are hurting someone's feelings mm, okay so you're my entire family oh my god right <laughs> stop court so anyway sorry so let's say that this is happening and same thing your best friends and this friend just keeps making these comments that's hurting your feelings and let's say that person they don't have a problem with the jokes right they're like i love my jokes they're great okay well the person that's being harmed is like yo I don't like that so it's now on alright so it's now on that person to be like look I understand that you like to make your jokes and, and that you think that they're really funny however I, I don't really like them they actually hurt my feelings um, I would really appreciate it if you didn't tell me those jokes like maybe hold that for somebody else okay that's this idea of being assertive assertive communication is expressing your needs to somebody assertive Yes, it's expressing what you need from someone without violating their needs. And that's what makes it assertive. So a lot of times people are aggressive. Well, that's stupid. Why would you do that? I think you should do it the way I want you to do it. I don't want you to do what I want you to do when I want you to do it. And if you don't, then that means you're a bad person and you don't care about me. That's aggressive. You are violating the needs and the rights of somebody else. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. There we go. So, we don't want that. Yes, it does. Or I love that. You know, or passive aggressive. I tend to be a very passive person. So this is some really good advice. It's 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 just something I see all the time. It just happens all the time. Yeah, I've been told I'm very passive aggressive. I didn't know what that meant at all. Uh, That's that's one of my favorites, actually. I don't know. I didn't even really understand. I still don't really understand what passive aggressive means. Did is that one that you want me to passive aggression? Passive aggression. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I do have aggression. But it it's one of those things like like I said, I gave you the I gave you the aggression one. I mean, because like I have it, but then everyone always says like you're so passive aggressive. Because it's like the combination of being passive. I um I I googled it in case Carol Carol, do you still need the definition according to Google? I'll just give it to you. Um, it's indirect resistance to multiple times. Okay, I just don't feel as if it defines me. It's avoidance of direct confrontation. 
Yeah, I do that. Does that help? Yeah, it does. That's actually. Well, like, let me let me give you an example because I I use it all the time. Um, this one is, I love, I love Meryl Streep. Okay, so I'm about to I'm about to put some skin in this game real quick. All right, so situation. We're all talking. Boom, happening right now. So, someone says, "Yo, Meryl Streep sucks. I hate her." One, I don't know if we can continue the conversation, but for our purposes, an aggressive comment that I could make would be, I don't care about your comment. I don't care what you think. Meryl, I know what Meryl Streep is. She's the best. Get over it. You just mad because you ain't her, right? That's more aggressive. I don't care what you think. I'm going to step all over you. I don't care. A passive comment would be more like, I mean, I guess she's not that good. She's... Yeah, yeah, she's not that great when you secretly have a, a undying love for her, as I do. A passive-aggressive comment could be, well, when's the last time you did a, you got three, three Oscar nominations. I don't know, right? It's, I'm not going to necessarily directly come at you, but I'm going to let you know that I don't like what you said, right? We're driving, going to a movie, and you're a few minutes late. Well, I mean, we would have been on time if you took that left, like I told you. Right? You're not really coming at them in that way, but you're making a comment that lets somebody know you're upset about something without actually coming out and saying what you're upset about. D- does that make a little bit more sense? Yes, it does make a lot more sense. It actually... When you explained it, when you explained it, I actually was able to connect more with why people described me as passive aggressive. But <laughs> yeah, it started to make a lot more sense. So thank you for that. Is that, I don't really think I've got, I guess it is in some ways. I for sure. For sure. And that's part of it. But again, if it's, if it's important for you and and I realize if you recognize that you have toxic traits the first thing you want to do is actually recognize it the second thing you want to do is understand the purpose why are you doing it what are you getting out of it and try to find more healthy ways to meet that purpose I love that (laughs) that was like so rapid so we want to know what are your plans for the future oh plans for the future let's see um I am I'm currently working on a Facebook page that attempts to do it's funny um i can't i don't know which one of you said it but you were talking about describing things in a way that's just a little bit more understandable i agree with you and i think that's been my main issue in in the work that i've done is the information out there is made so difficult for no reason and i wanted to make it simple i wanted to make it make sense i wanted to make it relatable and also kind of take away some of the stigma regarding mental health and what it means to be a therapist. So I've been doing therapy, you know, to some degree for over 10 years. Even before I was licensed, I was a counselor. And so I just didn't have the the difference between that is when I was a counselor, I didn't have all the education and the credentials um, that I do right now as a licensed marriage and family therapist. So in the work that I've been doing, 
I just want people to feel safe. And I want people to know that it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to go to therapy. And it's okay to fire your therapist if you don't find somebody that you connect with. Because at the end of the day, it's about connection. So that's the, you know, that's what led me to these videos um, on my Facebook page. A lot of times I talk to my colleagues about how to connect, you know, how to really build rapport, that, that, that relationship with their clients. And so I'm working on my website so that I can start doing consulting with other mental health providers. Um, it'll also have like a little consumer corner for, for people that want more information on mental health. Um, they can submit their own personal stories when it comes to mental health. Eventually in the future, like a, like a 20, 30 year plan, I would love to have a mentorship program um, where it could be in-house as well as virtual, connect people with, with those that can inspire. Um, I don't believe in motivation, I believe in inspiration. So if I can help inspire somebody else coming after me to know that whoever they are, whatever they are, they are already perfect, they are already beautiful, and we need them now, right? That is what I want to be able to leave as my legacy, whatever that means. So that is kind of what's coming up for me. Uh, I do have, like I said, I do have the what the Facebook page, which is Managing Mental Health. Um, the company that I'm working on is Managing Mental Health Consulting, LLC. So that is out there, and, and I'm still doing direct practice with community mental health. So still doing therapy full time. I love that. I love that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and if after this, if you all, at, after this conversation, have any things that you might want to see or think that it would be important for me to do videos on in the future, please send me an email. I'm always open to suggestion and constructive criticism. Right? I can always be better. Honestly, I want to think I was talking to Kara, but part two, it's looking like a move. Just because we barely, I feel like we barely scratched the surface on this one. And I feel like we have so much you have or I don't want you have to an speak abundance you, of knowledge. This conversation can get even deeper. But Oh, absolutely. I'm loving it. Of- well, thank you. And thank but honestly, I really have to just it's conversations like this. You know what I mean? This is actually why the uh, another reason why I got into therapy is having these conversations was so helpful for for different people. And even for me, listening to the two of you and hearing the two of you go back and forth and talking about <laughs> your relationships, right? I'm like, oh, man, yes, right? That gives that helps me in my work. So we all help each other. Sorry, I, I agree. I can keep you all on here another hour, but I'm going to work on myself and contain myself right now. No, don't worry. We'll probably have to bring you back in for another interview. Yeah, you have my email. You let me know. So the last question, um, I don't know. I don't actually know if this is a good question anymore, but what would you tell your younger self? We talk about, you know, past experiences and stuff, but is this question valid anymore? Uh, this question is always valid and all your okay. questions have been wonderful. So what I would tell myself is just that it's okay. Uh, you don't have to have it figured out right now. You don't have to be like anybody else. Stop trying to compare where you are with where someone else is because their journey is not yours. 
and it's okay. That is what I would tell myself and that's my younger self every day and I tell myself that every day right now. Thank you so much for that. That, that speaks to me now. Yeah, I feel like that's a good place to bring everything <laughs> that to brings the, everything to the, to the close, close and it really speaks to me now too. So we just want to thank you so much for joining us on the You and I oh, podcast. Awesome. Please, again, I will make myself available whenever. I'm 100% looking forward to that. But again, Courtney, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the You and I podcast. You have an abundance of knowledge and it was just really refreshing diving into all these different topics within mental health and within cognitive behavioral therapy. And I honestly cannot wait for another mental health file so that we can bring you back on so we can learn a whole lot more from you. Part two. Yes, we can bring you back for part two. Part two will be amazing. I would love that. Thank you all so much. What you're doing is truly amazing. Um, yeah, if if I if you have any follow up questions either for this or just for you know for you all, feel free to send me an email. Um, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. I love it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the You and I podcast. If you love this episode as much as we did, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, check out our show notes for all of our links, including our Cheers to Better You guide and workbook. New episodes drop every week on Monday. We can't wait to hang out with you again. We'll talk soon. Bye.